You're listening to an IOE podcast from the UCL Institute of Education. Powered by UCL Minds. This is Research for the Real World. Conversations with researchers about the paths they've taken to shape our everyday lives. This is Research for the Real World. Hello, I'm Carrie Wong. I'm an assistant professor here at the IOE. On this episode, I'm delighted to be talking with Dr. Antonina Terenschenko. Antonina is a senior research fellow at the Center for Teachers and Teaching Research at the IOE. Antonina's research focuses on the sociology of education, students and teachers' identities, and inequalities in education. She received her PhD from the Faculty of Education at the University of Cambridge. Her thesis was on youth national and regional citizenship identities in relation to the politics of belonging in Ukraine, as well as how all of these constructs relate to citizenship education. She went on to complete several postdoctoral projects at King's College London, looking at migrant students' identities and educational experiences, focusing on Eastern European migrant students' experiences in England and Portugal, before joining the UCL Institute of Education in 2016, with Professor Becky Francis's team, where they focused on the best practice in grouping students project. She has published widely in various educational and teaching journals, most recently a chapter on young people's experiences of different attainment grouping practices, published by Routledge. Her research has been funded by the Newton International Fellowship, Portuguese Foundation of Science and Technology, and the British Academy Visiting Fellowship. She is currently Principal Investigator of a British Academy Leverhulme Small Research Grant funded project on retention of teachers from minority ethnic groups in disadvantaged schools. We're so excited to chat to Antonina today about this recently completed project on the issues of Black, Asian, and minority ethnic BAME teachers, employment and retention, its policy implications, and what we can do about it. Hello, Antonina. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Kerry. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for joining us. First off, um, just to warm up a little bit, we want to learn a little bit about how you got into this area of research, perhaps, you know, researching ethnicity and race and all of this. Yeah, so like you said, I uh, did my PhD at Cambridge, and at that time I looked at the citizenship identities of young people who were living in contrasting borderland regions of Ukraine. And this topic was of interest to me because Ukraine has a significant regional diversity, uh, but this linguistic and cultural diversity is underpinned by what some researchers would describe as a nationalizing or centralized education system which, like in most new states, has aimed to overcome rather than embody this uh, ethnic and linguistic diversity. So my PhD found that the school messages and the exclusionary politics of belonging in the form of 
discourses around who is more or who is less Ukrainian created significant tensions for the identities of young people from different ethnic backgrounds. Mm-hmm. So that was the beginning of my uh, journey into exploring ethnicity, othering, and politics of belonging. And then, like you said, after my PhD, I completed several postdoctoral projects on the topics of migrant students' identities, educational experiences, specifically at that time in the context of East-West migration after the enlargement of the European Union. So at that time, the number of students in English schools registered as speaking uh, the languages of Eastern and Central Europe was growing very noticeably. And among other things, I found that Eastern European students experienced various forms of racism as well as low expectations from teachers. And in one of the recent papers, which I published with my colleagues, we argued that they occupy a position of marginal whiteness because of their undesirable presence in England in light of widespread anti-immigration discourses, also because of their perceived working classness in a sense that many teachers view specifically boys as destined for jobs in the construction sector and because of their linguistic otherness in light of the sort of acceptable majoritarian position that English is all that matters for success. But also a further analysis by specific ethnic groups uh, showed that inequalities within this broad group of migrant students actually are quite different So the most striking difference in attainment was for Roma students from Czech and Slovak backgrounds. Mm -hmm. And my interviews with teachers also showed how Roma students were seen as problematic students. But I think it's also very important to highlight that Eastern European students uh, do benefit from whiteness if they speak English without an accent, so they could be perceived as not foreign. And parents are very much aware of this and put significant emphasis on learning English as a way for their children to attain status and power in England. So this is sort of my background researching ethnicity and race issues. That's fantastic. Such a long journey that you've had in uh, researching such important issues as well. I guess my next question following on on that is kind of what attracted you to investigate the retention then of teachers in your current projects? So a few things. Um, First of all, an opportunity came up uh, to join the Center for Teachers and Teaching Research at Mm -hmm. UCL. And uh, I was very interested in applying because I identified with the work of uh, the director of the center, Martin Mills, in the area of social justice in education. Mm -hmm. So I knew that it would be possible to work with Martin on issues uh, of interest to me. And uh, teacher retention was of special interest to the center. 
My colleagues currently in the center focus on various issues under this umbrella of teacher recruitment and retention. For example, uh, they look at subject-specific teacher retention, retention of teachers in specific geographic locations, such as in London or in so-called left-behind communities in England. Mm-hmm. Also, sort of beyond the common knowledge that there is a significant diversity gap in schools, where last year we had eighty. Uh, 80- of teachers and only 65% of pupils who were white British. There is little research on where teachers from BME groups teach and what happens to those teachers in schools that causes low retention. Some analysis, of course, exists, and it pointed out that Teacher retention uh, for early career teachers from minority ethnic groups are even lower than uh, for white British teachers. And uh, we also know that disadvantaged schools hire more young and ethnically diverse teachers, but experience higher teacher turnover among these groups. So in that context, it was very surprising for me that nobody has done a more thorough analysis. Mm-hmm. And for example, in recent policy initiatives, such as the teacher retention and recruitment strategy published by the Department of Education or the early career framework reforms, ethnic diversity is not mentioned at all. So in light of all that and my own interest and the interest of other colleagues on the project, Um, in social inequalities in educational settings, we decided to uh, focus on the retention of minority ethnic teachers. And we were very fortunate to get funding from the British Academy. Yeah, that's fantastic. I think it's it's such important work that you're doing right now and it's so relevant to the political con- uh, context, climate, and also the f- current and future education in this country and in other countries as well. Can you just tell us a little bit more about uh, why BAME teachers' employment and also retention is important? Kind of what you mentioned, but highlighting why is this area Uh, such an important area to focus on now? There are many good reasons for having a diverse teaching workforce. There is plenty of research uh, which has shown that teachers from minority ethnic groups are in a better position uh, to provide culturally sensitive teaching. Mm -hmm. They understand, communicate, or identify with students from non-dominant cultural and linguistic backgrounds in the way that uh, teachers from majority groups might not be able to. For example, uh, looking back at my research with Eastern European pupils, I found that teachers from who had English as an additional language, were much less likely to view uh, uh, language proficiency as a big problem for Mm. those students. And many studies in education have found bias in teachers' expectations of students. And some research suggests that an ethnic match between teachers and students can actually uh, predict positive teacher expectations, especially for black students. But I think it's important to also say that 
all students, including non-minority students, mm -hmm. benefit from diverse educational experiences. And uh, of course, England is not a monocultural society. Mm -hmm. And it's probably increasingly so we're going to be faced with more diversity in classrooms as well as the workplace as well. So this research is so important in that sense. Just out of curiosity, do you find any differences in the pattern of employment uh, in these diverse schools that you research in? So it's interesting to me that much has been made of our finding that uh, 46% of schools don't have any BME teachers in England. Mm -hmm. Of course, this is significant because, uh, as I said, England is not a monocultural country. But it's also important to say that these teachers generally work within the white profession elsewhere, even in schools where they are present. So we found that only 16% of schools in England employ a fifth or more of their teachers from Black, Asian, or other minority ethnic groups. Wow. We also established that BME teachers are concentrated in London schools. For example, 96% uh, of London schools employed at least one non-white British teacher. This is twice the rate of schools outside of London. Mm. And another key predictors of schools having a high proportion of uh, BME teachers is the ethnic diversity of schools. So, uh, the concentration of minority teachers in schools increases along with the proportion of non-teaching staff from minority ethnic groups. And we also found that schools with a high proportion of pupils who use English as an additional language, which we use as a proxy for diversity, ethnic diversity, mm -hmm. uh, have also a high proportion of BME teachers. And this pattern of employment is actually similar to other countries across the world. Well, at least Anglophone countries. Wow, that's very interesting. And I guess the next question following up on that is kind of thinking about teacher retention, but what are some factors that causes teachers to stay or leave these schools? So touching on this finding about the pattern of employment in diverse schools, mm -hmm. Of course, we don't know why, just looking at uh, school workforce data. So we asked teachers in interviews uh, whether they, they prefer those schools. And we did find that school demographic characteristics matter to minority ethnic teachers. And they often described unique relationships with minority ethnic students in their schools. But what also became clear is that diversity of students alone is not enough to keep uh, these teachers in schools long term. They seem to say that staff diversity was even more important. For example, one teacher in our study moved to London because she wanted to teach in a diverse school. But she found that in her primary school, where 90% of children were black, all six members of the senior leadership team were white British and actually quite young. Mm. 
So for her, that was the last straw. And she was leaving teaching within five years of qualifying because she felt that this power imbalance uh, between diverse staff and students and white uh, British leadership created tensions in schools Mm -hmm. and also demonstrated lack of opportunities for minority teachers' career progression. So it it did look like middle leadership roles uh, were attainable for teachers. And I wonder if that's because of the general teacher retention crisis in England. But almost all teachers, especially teachers uh, who were quite experienced, described uh, barriers to progression into leadership roles. Mm -hmm. So they talked about lack of transparency in particular. And I think knowing the statistics, we can say that those concerns are valid because less than 10% of leaders are from non-white British background in English schools. So that's one thing about progression uh, and diversity or lack of diversity in in senior leadership team. Mm -hmm. But also, interestingly, we found that workload was not at the forefront of teachers' minds in our interviews about retention here. And workload is usually the number one retention factor nationally. Mm -hmm. And this uh, was also interesting because the workload was high for those teachers, especially because the teachers were interviewed in urban schools and disadvantaged areas where there might be uh, more demand on teachers' time. But one experienced teacher I interviewed said uh, that it's not workload that drives minority teachers out of profession, but opportunities, because workload is the same for all teachers. So again, this brings us back to the point of low progression into leadership that these teachers experience. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, those are really interesting comments that teachers have made. I'm so glad you shared those qualitative responses. And were there also some reasons why uh, teachers may choose to stay? Or is that is it the general consensus that they would, you know, want to leave based on the reasons you've cited? Uh, I probably have to say that some of the reasons for staying or leaving mm-hmm. were very also similar across uh, the country, right? And uh, white British teachers would also want to be valued by our senior leadership team. They would like career opportunities for development and so on. So some of those things were common, I would say, with the wider literature, which uh, looks at the teacher retention in England. But the main issue was lack of diversity in senior leadership team and lack of progression. But also uh, because we did not focus on one ethnic group or one subject, we were able to highlight some differences between within this group of uh, BME teachers. So, for example, it was interesting to see that while some ethnic groups uh, were from working class background, they said that lacking that cultural capital was an issue uh, in progression and uh, getting senior leadership appointments. But it was not true for black teachers who were themselves middle class, 
but they didn't experience any advantages at all. Mm. So a couple of black teachers who had migrated to England said that their accent, for example, was a further disadvantage. Interestingly, a couple of mixed race teachers highlighted the issue of colorism Mm. and how having lighter skin improved their chances of getting promotion because they were not perceived as a threat. We also found quite interesting differences by teacher subject identities. So, for example, it seemed that uh, experiences are different, uh, might be different for a male science teacher, which is a shortage subject, mm-hmm. to the experiences of someone who is an early years female teacher, especially in terms of opportunities for career progression again. Mm. Did you look at whether or not the length of time in the sector changes anything? So we found that that was actually the main variable. Ah. So teachers who were, we didn't find a lot of differences because our interview sample was not very large. We only interviewed 24 teachers. So we we were able to highlight some intersectional factors Mm -hmm. and identities, as I just said. But I think the main difference was between uh, teachers who are experienced teachers, so in that case, uh, I would say five years or more in teaching, and our early career teachers who had been in the system for under five years. Mm-hmm. So early career teachers were uh, mainly interested in developing their career. They were very excited about getting into a new course. Uh, they were doing a master's degree and so on. But uh, I felt that uh, teachers who had done all that and still were overlooked for promotion mm. and so on, they were uh, getting increasingly disappointed. And many considered doing part-time doctorate maybe to go into initial teacher training. Uh, some wanted to retrain as Ofsted inspectors and so on. So I think that disappointment comes at the point when you had been in the system for a number of years and you find it extremely difficult to progress beyond middle leadership roles. Yes, it sounds very demotivating and de-incentivizing overall. And I guess the question would be, you know, now with more national lockdowns in this country and changes because of COVID. How do you anticipate your results changing for the situation of teacher retention and employment these days? You know, it's a bit out of my depths to talk about COVID thing, but, you know, it's very difficult for me not to make a connection between this finding of our lack of progression into senior leadership roles in schools And the wider research we keep hearing about where, for example, in health services, nurses from minority ethnic backgrounds or doctors from minority ethnic backgrounds tend to be uh, on the front line. Mm -hmm. So probably schools just mirror the wider inequalities which exist in society. Mm Certainly. And so uh, what are some recommendations that you would give to, say, unions or school leaders and policymakers regarding your research? 
Okay, so that's uh, that's a good one, and we have loads of them, but I'll speak about mm-hmm. a few. So firstly, I think I would link uh, this issue of uh, BAME teacher retention to a key policy goal in England of closing the attainment gap between disadvantaged and, and more affluent pupils, and also ensuring that all pupils have access to high-quality education. So we know that high levels of teacher turnover has an extremely negative impact on disadvantaged students. And in London and other urban centers, such as Manchester or Birmingham, teacher supply is a big issue. Mm -hmm. And because we are finding that BAME teachers tend to work in urban schools with high minority and more disadvantaged pupils, I would say that it's crucial for government resources to be put into their retention. And it seems to me that challenges to progression uh, for these teachers should be also placed on the policy agenda Mm -hmm. because having diverse leadership can improve BAME teacher retention. So it's a kind of vicious uh, cycle, isn't Mm -hmm. it? Um, For example, Ofsted could pay attention to the diversity of the leadership team in relation to the diversity of the school community. I remember in our workshop with teachers, one teacher suggested setting up a program Uh, called Lead First or Lead London, Mm -hmm. modeled on the existing Teach First program, specifically to support BAME teachers stepping into leadership in diverse schools. Mm. But of course, within schools themselves, more anti-racist work could be done. So we know that appointments just based on merit tend to disadvantage minority ethnic teachers. And uh, this needs to be acknowledged in the recruitment and promotion process, I think. Our findings suggest that even in diverse schools, uh, the majority of our leaders are white. So I think those leaders should be able to demonstrate the experience or training that would allow them to develop equitable environments to support teachers, diverse teachers, but also diverse learners. Mm -hmm. Uh, They should be prepared to have open conversations uh, with minority ethnic teachers about their career progression and about their career goals. For example, some teachers in our study felt that Minority ethnic teachers, especially male teachers, are pigeonholed into pastoral roles in schools, but some other teachers wanted to go down that road. So that's why having those conversations are important to avoid assumptions and to provide uh, career support for those teachers within schools. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think those are such great recommendations. And I hope all the listeners on the podcast are made aware of these changes and will think about issues differently. And I guess coming up to the end of the podcast, what I guess is the next thing that you have on your agenda in terms of the research uh, now that this has just wrapped up and is completed? 
So uh, we uh, proposed a couple of things in our report. So I'll just uh, talk about them very briefly. Mm -hmm. So uh, it seems to me that more research could be done using national data. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to investigate the retention of minority ethnic teachers over some time and specifically within different ethnic subgroups because different ethnic subgroups have very different histories of disadvantage in England. So, for example, there is practically no teachers in England from traveller, gypsy and Roma backgrounds, mm. and these students underachieve significantly. So I also think it's important to investigate a successful retention of BAME teachers in specific schools, in specific local contexts. I think we could learn from how kind of different factors, retention factors that teachers talk about kind of work together uh, within specific schools to encourage teachers to stay. And hopefully some of those models could be transferable. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much, Antonina. It has been really interesting talking with you. Thank you for joining us on the podcast and sharing your important work. We wish you well with uh, your research and all future projects as well. Thank you, Carrie. You can follow Antonina on Twitter at Antonina Turesh, and you can learn more about her research via the links in the episode notes. We've had some fascinating guests on the podcast, a real variation in topics and expertise across the social sciences and education. Search for IOE Podcast from wherever you get your podcasts and to find episodes from season one to seven of Research for the Real World, as well as other IOE podcasts. And if it's a musical interlude you're after, there's a Spotify playlist too, featuring songs chosen by our guests and the IOE podcast team. All of that is accessible on our website. Just search Research for the Real World. I'm Carrie. See you next time. Thanks so much for downloading and listening to this IOE podcast from the UCL Institute of Education, University College London. 